I can't stand it. I would much rather go out with Darian than study for this exam. Oh, well, you can't. And I come back here. You oh. promised to study more. Don't you remember? Everyone's counting on you. But... Oh. No but, Serena, or else. Oh. oh, right. Step off. Really, Luna, you're tripping when it comes to knowing what's on a girl's mind. Oh, true. I know there's nothing on your mind. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week to watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. And today, oh boy, uncharted territory for for me, not for Jordan. Jordan's third time through territory, I think. No, no, only second time. Only second? No idea. I didn't. I didn't watch this season when it originally aired because uh, I had already. There was, because of the long break, I, I had given up on it, so I didn't watch it the first time. I watched this for the first time maybe six, seven years ago now. Yeah, so uh, we are starting Sailor Moon S with episode 90, Premonition of the Apocalypse, The Mysterious New Guardians Appear. And uh, yeah, I've never watched past the end of R. I don't even think I watched the last episode of R because I was shocked at how terrible it was. But uh, this is going to be my first time going through these, and I'm actually really, really excited. Especially based on this particular episode, which I liked an awful lot, which is a refreshing feeling (laughs) after (laughs) eating Sailor Moon R so goddamn much. Yeah. (laughs) Now, to help us talk about it, we have a guest welcoming back to the show. I I already called you the the Ami to Jordan's Greg. I don't have another one of those loaded up. I really should have written down two, knowing that we were going to record twice. Dr. Devin White is here. Uh, Dr. White, how are you this morning? I am well, thank you. And yourself? Uh, I'm fine. I'm I'm a little sleepy because I drank my coffee. uh, I drank a cup of coffee the first time we tried recording today and then the second time where it actually went really smoothly. So I'm out of coffee now. But you're out of coffee. Yeah, but it's okay. The excitement of new Sailor Moon will see me through. Okay. All right. Gosh, I hope I hope you're right. Yeah. Now, I am going to assume, Devin. That there have been no Sailor Moon developments in your life over the past 15 minutes. No, just, just, uh, just this fever dream about this uh, clip episode. But other than that, n- nothing new. A premonition? Should, do you think people, if this is someone's new episode, because we do get new listeners all the time who don't necessarily jump back into the archives. They just want to see what we're all about. Do you think people should skip that episode of this show? No, <laughs> because we were funny in how unhappy we were, I think. <laughs> I don't think we can determine that, Jordan. <laughs> I think we need to wait for reactions. Think you were funny. If you enjoy think... human misery, you should definitely watch that episode. Listen, so Jedi, to that, episode. that one's for you. Yeah, there, there you go. go. But now we have a whole new one. So... Yes, uh, it's very exciting. But before we get to that, do you want to talk about a little bit of sailor business business? Oh, we have more sailor business business. Well, we have the the usual amount of sailor business business. Uh, just it. a heads up for everybody. Uh, the T-shirt club is uh, at sailorbusiness.ttoki.com. Uh, if we haven't explained that in a while, that's where we have a special, unique design uh, every month for listeners of Sailor Business to check out. The shirts are 15 bucks. They're printed up by uh, Christina Murdaugh, who is a previous and future guest of this show, and uh, designed by various people, including uh, guests like Shannon Maynard, uh, Christina Murdaugh herself. Our current shirt was designed by uh, Christy O'Brien Murphy. Uh, and it is fantastic. It is an extremely obscure reference. It's the pizza coffee shirt. So uh, if people want to check a restaurant that out. that they go to in the episode with the Chugalug Charm Juice, I, which was probably called A Charmed Life in the Deke version. I can't remember what the uh, Japanese version was called. Yeah, they go to uh, a restaurant called Pizza Coffee, which is decorated only with chickens. As of right now, if plans are correct... This episode is dropping uh, before the pizza coffee shirt goes away. So, but it's it's scheduled to be gone. Uh, I think 
uh, this coming Sunday, the 16th was the last day it's supposed to be up. So um, definitely go out there and get pizza coffee. Pick up yourself a pizza coffee shirt quick because uh, they're going fast. No, not because they're going fast, because it will go away uh, and then we'll all be sent out after that. There will be enough to to satisfy all orders up to the time that we stop selling it. Yes, yes. yes. Time is going fast, as time always does. The product <laughs> is remaining. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, again, we, we talk about people uh, listening to the, you know, we got tweets today from someone going like, oh, I just started listening. I love it. You know, um, they're going to get to, you know, the kind-hearted girl genius shirt and be like, oh, I wish I could have bought that. Mm. Um, so definitely make sure you buy all the shirts because otherwise you'll regret it. <laughs> yeah, just buy them all. So, so that we have a we have a somebody has a stock left. This is a sound financial strategy for life in general. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could consider them an investment for future fans. You could sell them to. Also, just to let everybody know, we're still taking uh, our listeners' thoughts and our future guest thoughts on uh, whether we want to restructure. Uh, the show to only having one guest per episode rather than one guest per two episodes. Uh, for more details on that, check out the last episode and get in touch and let us know what you think. Jordan, any other sailor business business? I don't think there's any other business, just lots of Twitter questions to answer. All right. Well then let's, let's dive back to fucking May or whatever it is. I'm getting some questions from July. That, okay. Uh, time These time. are relevant here in October. Uh, Chris, uh, King Riptor wants to know if someone made a shirt of a Batman logo wearing a tuxedo mask hat and glasses, would Chris wear it? And by glasses, I think he means mask. Let's yeah, just he means mask. The two words in his name are tuxedo <laughs> and mask. So a Batman symbol wearing a, t- a top hat and mask. Would you wear that shirt? No. But I think uh, if 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 you would, listeners. <laughs> Let's make this shirt. I really think we should. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure DC wouldn't care at all if we sold a t-shirt with the Batman logo well, on it. Well, it wouldn't be the Batman logo anymore because it would have a tuxedo hat and a mask on. Why wouldn't it we'll just... Uh, mm, mm. Why wouldn't it just... It would you just... Mm, no. You know what? I said last episode, I don't put... I, I, we don't let any shirts we don't believe in go off on sailorbusiness.ttoki.com and I do not believe in this shirt. So let's move on. <laughs> oh. Wow. Let's see. Let's see. What else we got? Paul Siebert wants to know, doesn't Neo Crystal Tokyo make more sense if Neo Queen Serenity is the figurehead of a constitutional monarchy like the UK? Um, I don't know. So why would you not want to let Usagi Sakino run every aspect of your life from her crystal palace? Yeah, I'm going to guess no. It makes less sense because it looks crazy. <laughs> and it has lots of crystal points that are made out of ice cream shops and luck shops and stuff. I'm like I'm like about ready for the return of Benevolent Monarchy, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I'm, wow. I'm looking forward to it. Well, good good news for you. Yeah. One of the candidates is looking to uh, bring back benevolent monarchy. monarchy oh, I said. oh, benevolent, benevolent monarchy. Yeah, that's that's the problem. When it's a monarchy, you sort of have to hope and pray for the benevolent part because you don't get any say. Uh, how about this? I'm ready for the return of rule by Sailor Moon, <laughs> specifically <laughs> a Sailor Moonarchy. Sailor Moonarchy. Wow. Woo. Moonarchy. You know, that's actually the origin of the word monarchy was originally. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, it started in the Silver Millennium. Who was it? Someone was writing into us recently saying something about the Silver Millennium and about how it was called the Silver Millennium, but it wasn't actually a thousand years ago. Like, that's a thing that people misinterpreted by the fact that it's called Silver Millennium. Ah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I'll probably get to that tweet. In well, I mean, look, look, if people are misinterpreting that, that is what that word means. No, no. But so. that just means it lasted for a thousand years. Wouldn't wouldn't you think? Not that I don't even think that. I think it's just a cool name for the kingdom. Oh, so it's a, it's a location. It has nothing to do with time. I think Silver Millennium is the name of the kingdom. Like the Millennium Falcon is not a thousand year Falcon. Right. Exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> Um, uh, Jesse Withens asks, do you think it's possible that Sailor Moon's buns are her hair and that the long quote unquote hair is hair colored ribbons or extensions? No, I can't even believe you asked that question to us. (laughs) No, we've seen her with her hair down. Uh, We've seen her with her hair down. So 
I mean, I guess it could be extensions and we would never know. I mean, if they are, she's committed because she sleeps with them. That's true. She does. She sleeps in them. Chris, you don't like uh, crossover questions. I don't. But here's one anyway. <laughs> oh, please, just just, just notice how this, this is such a parallel to my life. This is, this is, wow. Um, at Hatching Phoenix wants wow. to know, what would a tuxedo mask and skeleton man team up be? Apologies if you've already answered this. I feel like we've already answered this because I, I know that I've talked about Skeleton Man pretty recently. Uh, Skeleton Man is, in many respects, the American tuxedo mask. Uh, he is the uh, boyfriend and uh, sidekick of Taro, Witch of the Black Rose. Uh, a, uh, a pretty uh, adult comic book series by Jim Ballant. Uh, and he is also the worst superhero ever. Oh my God, I mean, See, would you, I, I don't know if it's appropriate to call him super or hero. He has <laughs> powers and he wears a costume and he occasionally attempts to fight crime. I was going to say. And he loses yeah. every single time. I was going to say that, uh, that skeleton man is much more often uh, uh, molested by the people who, who capture him. But then I remembered Queen Beryl. <laughs> And I went, oh, maybe not much more often. Yeah, like he, like the one really, the one thing I think you can really give to Tara, which is the Black Rose, and there is only one thing, <laughs> is that it really, like it really goes all out in attempting to subvert the uh, hero uh, and damsel uh, gender roles by having like, like Skeleton Man is just like constantly kidnapped and and groped by enemies except that tarot also is too because it's a very very bad comic <laughs> so yeah but she frees herself and and him so they 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 both sort of equally measure in equal measure get kidnapped and trussed up and poked but uh at the end of the day it's it's always her that saves them both she saves herself and then she saves him. I think I know exactly what that crossover would look like, too, which is, uh, you know, that one far side cartoon where that kid is just leaning hard against the pole door. Yep. That's like just imagine that. But with Tuxedo Mask and Skeleton Man and they're just like trying to get out of a cell they have been locked in. And it is an unlocked, <laughs> unlocked, unlabeled door that they are pushing on when it clearly has a handle. That's that's their team up. Yeah. Okay. okay. Here's one that is relevant, uh, especially relevant to the fact that my wife is here. Dance Mix 95 wants to know, if you had children and were only allowed to use Sailor Moon references as names, what would you name them? Oh, well. I mean, we've we've definitely talked about naming a child Serena before. Yeah, Serena. Luna's a great name. I don't know. I don't I I think of Luna as a cat. I I could not I don't think I could you handle that. You can't Luna get over that psychological yeah, hurdle. I don't think I could do that. Serena's no, you wouldn't name. you wouldn't name your daughter uh Devin Small Lady Serenity White. <laughs> Small Lady Devin. At one point Small we Lady joked Devin. about uh having a a daughter uh, named uh, Jordan and a, a son named Devin. Uh but we I think just that was Just screw up everybody. <laughs> that was a that was just a joke. That was like that was just I, I don't know. It was it was spiteful against the world. Yeah. You know, it occurs to me, we are both couples with uh with four different gender neutral names. Oh yeah. Jordan, Devin, Chris, and Aiden. <laughs> nice. It's like it's like the the Pat sketch all over again. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do let's do one more and then move on. Well no, hold on, but you didn't even answer the question. Yeah, yeah, you have to answer. Oh, uh I would name my child uh Christopher Small Gentleman Serenity Sims. You would not. You'd name uh, no, your kid. Just in quotes, Legendary Silver Crystal Sims. Legendary <laughs> Silver Crystal Sullivan Sims, I think is a good name. That is a pretty fun name. Right. Malefic right. Black Crystal. Malefic Black. <laughs> Malefic, just as a first name. Malefic. That's a boy name, right? Middle name, Black Crystal. As opposed to Maleficent? It, it, right, right. It's the male for Maleficent. Yes, exactly. That's how names work. Okay, uh, here we go. Chris, uh, this is a question uh, that we can answer and make uh, the Sailor Moon people a lot of money. Uh, okay. Hatching Phoenix, again, asks, uh, Pokemon Go is very popular with humans these days. If True. you could design one, what would a Sailor Moon ARG be like? Uh, ooh, that's interesting. Um, hmm. I, I don't think Sailor Moon, like, because here's the thing about Pokemon Go. Pokemon is a game about walking around and catching Pokemon. <laughs> 
Like, Sailor Moon is not about, like, walking around looking for things, except in that one episode where they're trying to look for the entrance to the Negaverse. Um, maybe they could find crystals, rainbow crystals or something. They could, they could eh, maybe. Maybe throw, they could just, like... They could throw tiaras at Cardians. Eh, that would be pretty one. cool. You, you can well, use or, your, or, your phone's camera to draw a crystal out of someone's heart, because apparently everybody's got a goddamn crystal in their heart. Oh, you know what? How about this? Uh, you know how Pokemon Go caught on, and then all of a sudden, like, shops were being like, we set up a... a what? I don't play it, so I don't know. We set up a Pokemon thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a Pokemon thing. That's what <laughs> yes. it's called. And so now you come in, come into our shop. It's a popular get... thing in the world for, for like two months. But to use our Pokemon thing. Listen, I didn't play it. So it could be like that, but like all Jedi. So it's like all about like getting actual businesses to like sign into it. And you have to go. <laughs> you go to like actual stores and then they have like there's little special monsters that you fight. That would be pretty cool if each store had its own thematic monster. Like yeah. I went to I, I went to a spice store yesterday. Uh, and if like there was just a, a big salt shaker with like with like pepper <laughs> grinders for fists, yeah, exactly, exactly. That would be pretty. That would be pretty fantastic. And so yeah, it's all about going to like every store and and I mean again for people who live in the middle of nowhere that would kind of suck then. But if you live in a yeah, city, you're all the way set. Pokemon Go works too. To be yeah, honest Pokemon with you. Go okay. also sucks. I mean, don't, don't you remember your your brother used to bike for like miles and miles Did to go he? catch pokemon <laughs> no i didn't realize that yeah yeah he'd go bike into other towns to Jesus. catch pokemon yeah y- y'all up in new york don't know how good you have it with the pokemon situation yeah i except i never played it so i really don't know <laughs> anyway so do you want to stop there yeah let's let's move on into the episode because i gotta say i am excited about sailor moon s bold new world okay now Jordan, do you have the English name of this episode ready from we the do. from when we it do. was being uh, brought over by Cloverway? We we wrote it down. Uh, we have it here. Yep. Now this is our first experience with the Cloverway names, right? Yes. So are they as bad as the Deke names? Uh, seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Moon. Uh, yeah. I mean, just going from this one. Sure. Uh, ooh, okay. So I'm going to try and guess. That's that's a tradition that we have on the show. <sighs> what happens in this episode that they could they could name it after? Uh, does it have anything to do with the arrival of Uranus and Neptune? No, not really. No. Okay, how about Bad Fortune? Close. Uh, yeah, it's very close. Here, we'll give you a... Well, that's not going to help. I was going to say I'll give you the hint that it has a rhyme in it, but that won't really do anything. Um, do you want to know what it is? Yeah, what is it? Devin, you could tell. It is called Starstruck Bad Luck. Oh, I was that was pretty close. Starstruck yeah, no, Bad Luck. Right that's also that's not as bad a title as I was expecting. I mean, but yeah, it's just a goofy title. I mean, whatever. that wasn't like Wish Upon a Star or right. uh, Lucky yeah. Clover or whatever else the people at Deke would call it. Lucky Clover advertising because they're taking over. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Four Leaf Clover way. hashtag buy all our stuff um excellent so this is the start of the season how do we kick off this season well we've got a new intro we've got a new intro sequence uh this is intro sequence number five not only is it a new intro sequence it's uh, it's a new version of the song yeah same song slightly different recording yeah the thing that i wrote down about the new intro the most notable thing is that the determined walking of the first introduction has been replaced with actual flying. So I don't know if the Sailor Scouts can fly now or not. We've seen them fly before very randomly and went, what the fuck was that? Yes. Actually, before that, we actually get uh, Ray's vision of them all dying, turning to stone and crumbling. Yes. And uh, there is a line in this where Ray is speaking to someone in the dream and she says the phrase, are you the Messiah? <laughs> yeah. And I wrote down yes, that, that is a strange... <laughs> I wrote down that that is a strange question to ask when you already know the destined queen of the universe who has conquered death also, and made everyone it, immortal. I mean, she's she's a, a a Shinto shrine maiden, right? Like, I didn't think they had a whole lot of messiah stuff going on in Shintoism. Perhaps I am incorrect, but... Uh, well, I got some news for you. We're also going to be hearing about the Holy Grail a little bit later. <laughs> so be prepared for this show to go way off the rails. So then we get the title of the episode and then, oh, oh, we forgot to mention. So at the beginning of, <laughs> this is the best part. At the beginning of Ray's 
dream premonition where she sees everything dying, she hears... <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is that sound? Well, spoiler, she wakes up and she's sleeping at her table next to Usagi, who is snoring. So she was hearing Usagi's snores and they were causing her to see the end of the world. Um, no, no, they were just leaking into the end of the world. Or is that just what the end of the world sounds like? <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> just a coincidence. Uh, and then bang, she wakes, but with a snore. <laughs> she wakes up Usagi. Now, I'll tell you what's weird about this to me. There's two girls sleeping at the table. There's three other girls just sitting there like, eh, let them sleep. Like, what? <laughs> how weird is that? Like, how often do you hang out with a group of your friends and a couple of you are just sleeping? It's not like they're saying, oh, man, we've been up all night. They're just there to study and two of them are asleep and the others are just like, whatever. Well, I think I think that's probably a he, I'll explain this away. I'll get your no prize ready. Usagi and Ray are sleeping. Hashtag cookbook is th- they're like kind of cut up in each other. Oh. Uh, they're only paying you think, attention wait, you to think each Amy- other. No, it already is implausible that even her supposed girlfriend is not going to distract Amy from an open textbook. Well, no way. Ami's, Ami's explaining things to Mako. We see we see it four minutes and 53 seconds. I wrote down the timestamp because there is some quality cookbook. Oh, yeah. With them. Uh, in this scene. And uh, uh, Minako is only really alive when someone's paying attention to her. <laughs> so... <laughs> Speaking of which, we get some prime. Uh, so, so they start talking about how they're uh, they're in their third year of middle school, which means they have to take the high school entrance exams this year. And so they're they're cramming for them, they're studying for them, uh, and they all start talking about that. And we get we get a, a classic uh, Mina doesn't uh, know phrases joke, which she says uh, the the phrase being you can't re get it later. Uh, and then Amy literally freaks out yep. and goes, no, 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 no. Do not listen to that. It's you can't regret it later. And then she goes, she says, well, I don't know. When Artemis ate that Codro, we were not able to re-get it again. <laughs> uh, I think and- the best part of the scene, it's very, it's very subtle and happens very quickly. Uh, after Ray wakes up. Uh, you see her like, you know, Usagi's asleep and her head's on the table. It's one of the nicest and kindest friend moments I've seen on the show. Uh, Ray just like while she's talking to the other girls, just reaches over, grabs Usagi's head and gently props her back upright to wake her up. It is well, a very weird. quick she, bit like, of animation she, like, and it's awesome. She like grabs her head and like lifts it back into place. It's very weird. Yeah, I, it is I think it's I think it's cute. I think cuz you can see like she's not like squeezing it. She's got one hand on her cheek and one hand on her forehead and she's just propping her back up in her chair. It's <laughs> delightful. But and and Serena takes it very well. I mean, can you imagine if you were asleep on the table and someone just grabbed parts of your head and lifted it up? Like that would be very jarring. It would be awkward. That would I not be like... the best way to wake up. Serena's just like, ah. but I would not react like that. Uh, um, I feel like d- at this point, these girls have been friends for two years. This is not the first time that Usagi has fallen asleep around a table. Like at this point, they're just like, yeah, yeah, Usagi's asleep. I got it. <laughs> they just set People her back just up. regularly grabbing her head and hauling her up by by her face <laughs> into into yeah, a like sitting up position. You're it as a much more violent action than it is. <laughs> But no, but because, because you don't want people touching your face. You don't want people, and also, like she does it as if she is very like light and malleable. Like the human body asleep, passed out is a heavy thing. Like she'd have to like, ugh, like really like Ray is very strong in this because she just grabs her face and like lifts it ever so gently, taking her entire torso with it. I mean, it's adorable. That's the thing is it's really super cute. And Serena looks so happy about the whole damn thing. Uh, There was just a part of my brain that went like, this isn't physically plausible, but it's really cute to watch. Uh, Back on the Venus front uh, in the dub, uh, they have her say, there's no use crying over misspelled silk. Uh, can we talk about the outfits for a second? Because we've got like sure. brand new. These are brand new uh, civilian clothes oh boy, oh for boy, the scouts. Oh okay. Uh, we've got uh, Jupiter in a green turtleneck. Uh, Ami is wearing like <laughs> Ami is wearing like a puffy sleeved like piratey blouse with a blue vest and a choker. She's like clearly she trying great. out some a new look. 
I don't know. You think it looks great? I, I think, think she it, looks great. I don't think she looks like her, though. It looks weird. She can look however she wants to look. She looks fantastic. Look at that. If you say uh, so. I do say so. Minako is wearing a teal uh, dress with like a sailor collar that I am not into at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Ray is just a mess of colors. Yeah, it's Ray's. And Ray's Ray is wearing trying her out for a baseball team. Oh, really? I feel like she's wearing her nightshirt. Like she, that's that's not something she would wear in public. <laughs> <laughs> she just threw what she threw on her PJs and came yeah. to study. Yeah, she's like, I'm so used to being in comfortable robes that I can't wear constraining clothes anymore. So there. So basically, the scene is her dwelling on this uh, nightmare she had. And uh, at, while everybody else is studying, and then yeah, you do get to see your 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 cookbook uh, studying fest over in the background. Yeah, it's some good stuff. It's now, quality. Here's the part where I wrote down. Yeah, uh, I don't know what I exactly wrote down, but it, where I, where I said good after two seasons of uh, crystal powers and uh, fortune telling, we get some hard science. <laughs> yeah, hard science. <laughs> Seems to require a thousand <laughs> test tubes, all connected we, we, to God knows what. We turned to some hard science. Oh my lord! Uh, yes, a thousand bazillion uh, pink I mean, test tubes crap. or test tubes full of pink goop, uh, bubbling. Well, those are those are the the little uh, uh, those are the eggs. Those, those are, are the. Uh, oh no! I I know the little the little cells or whatever. Little, little Wait, Devin, heart. you're a you're a medical doctor. Yeah, in fact, yes. <laughs> is this not like? Is this, is this not medicine? Is this not what a lab looks like? Right. Um, not precisely. So it's better if you don't let your things explode. <laughs> so Dr. Tomo That's hardly success. Dr. Tomo takes one of his little pink test tubes that has a little uh, one cell in it. Looks like a little gamete. And yeah, and then he pours it into the green goop and That's not how that works. It starts growing and growing. And uh, it literally explodes the beaker it's in. But it's okay because it grew into a a, a floating seed egg seed. Yeah, that's not what that looks like to and me. And it literally glows like it casts light. That looks like all kinds of something inappropriate to me. What? Just saying. Oh. It's a it's a diamond egg. Yeah. We've had Yoma, we've had Cardians, we've had droids, and now we have diamonds. Not related to Prince Demand. These are different. Yeah. It's more like a demon. It's like a yes. weird demon. Uh, now, except it's made through science, name, not magic. You said this guy's name is Dr. Tomo. Yes. Isn't that right? Okay, I did not catch that watching this episode. Oh, is that so? I'm not even sure if they say it. I think that might be something we just know. We just know that's his name. <laughs> Maybe, I think they might say it at the end. They definitely say it in the dub, uh, in, okay. the, in the cover way dub. So Does I his sidekick that. have a name? The yes. redhead? She, that he just said at the beginning of this scene. It's K- Kaorinite. Kaorinite? Let me K- okay, so, so she's Kaolinite. Is it's translated in the the new subtitles? Yeah, he has, that's him calling her over. Okay, so as I've mentioned before, like eighteen times on this episode, I've never seen any of these episodes. Uh, I don't know what this guy's deal is. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what her deal is. But I have a theory. <laughs> oh well, well, I look forward to hearing it. Let's hear it. Okay, well, it's it's been mentioned. It was mentioned on the last episode. Uh, he has nerd glasses. He has the big, you know, big nerd glasses. Uh, he has dark hair, mm-hmm. and the lady has red hair. Mm-hmm. Is is this Umino and Naru from the future? <laughs> Does Naru grow up to be really hot? <laughs> well, probably yes, because everyone here looks the same. But no, no I, I, I appreciate how she went to speech therapy to work on that accent. Yeah, so as well, she 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 got rid of her her accent. Um, no, this isn't That's them. That's you, wonderful. You though. both have an advantage over me on that. I don't I don't know what she sounds like in the old dub. Oh yeah, right. Well, she doesn't have a Brooklyn accent. We gotta go find some people with pure hearts. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> What's weird is uh, uh um in the uh, in the dub um. To me, again, having only seen the dub before now, they they call her. I don't think they call her Kaolinite in the dub. They call her Kaori Knight, and so I always did not even. I thought it was like two words. Like her first name is Kaori, and her last name is Knight. Well, that's what it is in the dub. They changed it. It's Kaori Knight. Okay, they actually changed it. Yeah. Okay, I just always heard it and went. Oh, it sounds like two words. And then when we saw this one, I was like, oh, this one, her name is one name. That's weird. It, no, they changed it for the, the dub. Okay, I didn't realize that. So there you go. In the dub, she has two names. <laughs> First name, Kaori. Last name, Knight. He makes the little uh, egg, the demon egg, 
the Damon egg, and he uh, sends it out to find someone with a pure heart. Now, why would you want someone with a pure heart? People who are not already science learned are asking. And the answer is (laughs) (laughs) because he wants to get the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail that will let him control the world as he pleases. Uh, And the way you get the Holy Grail is you bring together three talismans. And the way you get the three talismans is they, they are, uh, (laughs) they are crystals of the chosen ones with general, uh, genuine pure hearts. So he's got to find someone with a pure heart that will have a talisman in it. And if he gets the three talismans, he can make, uh, get the Holy Grail. And then the world. This is is all in the Bible, Jordan. I don't know. Scientist. This is a scientist. (laughs) No, this is all, this is all, this, like, biblical scholars agree, this is exactly how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's how the, the Holy Grail was? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So this is it's an in Indiana there. Jones You just gotta read it. Okay. All, the, all the answers are in the good book, Jordan. Hmm, I don't know. I have a feeling Dr. Tomo is, uh, is a scientist, and I don't know if he believes that stuff. In Japan, this stuff is science. Science <laughs> works differently in Japan. Um, so he uh, laughs like a madman. Which is pretty fun. I, and the animation in this looks really, really great, I should say. Because he's all in silhouette with these weird colored backgrounds, uh, except for his glasses, which are all white. Like, it is a really, it's a really cool and stylish and weird introduction to what I assume is going to be, at least for a little bit, our main villains. But yeah, they are, they look really cool. And the effect of uh, Kaolinite walking into the room in the lab coat and then, like, teleporting out. Uh, like she enters in a very normal way and she leaves in this shower of sparks that like the lab coat kind of drifts to the ground. Yeah. It's a really, really cool setup for them. I like them already. Good, good. So he sends the little, the thing, for, the, the egg goes flying away. Um, oh, I just paused this uh, with the egg flying away. Uh, there's a vending machine for Aurora coffee. So that's fun. There's a couple of vending machines because actually my next note is also about a vending machine, but it's one that we don't see for a moment. Because um, na- the next thing that happens is we fade to Usagi. Ooh, I, I just paused it on her test. I didn't read what her test says. Quick editor's note, Chris and Jordan wanted me to mention that as a disclaimer, they don't have the proper context for what they're about to talk about. So keep that in mind as we move forward with the show. One day, Mr. Ikura, Mr. Ikuhara went to Rapongi to do Nanpa? Nanpa. He was... One, tired after a big work. Ooh, yeah, this is not great English. So he applied for comfort to any tender girl. Uh, but he was this caught... is a bad test, Patricia. <laughs> but he was caught blank, new half. What the fuck does that mean? He said no. Okay, that these this is this is the example on her English test. Um, wow. Usagi got a five on this test, and it says, uh, "I'm begging you, study harder." Was the handwritten yeah. note. So what's nanpa? It's... I do not know. Let's 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 see. Let's ask Doctor Google. <laughs> After uh... a big work. Applied for comfort to, to any, any tender, tender girl. girl. <laughs> what does that wow. mean? Yeah, this, I think this is something that was oh, never You know what it to. means. You know exactly what it means. <laughs> Don't uh, even nanpa. pretend. Yeah. Nanpa in Japanese culture is a type of flirting and seduction popular among teenagers and people in their 20s and 30s. Oh. Uh, he went to Rapongi to go flirt with some girls? Yeah. He was tired after a big work, so he was like, I gotta flirt oh. with some girls. Oh my it's, god. Uh, it's street harassment. <laughs> Groups of nanpa boys will gather around places with busy, predominantly female foot traffic, bridges, subway stations, shopping malls, etc., and approach women in search of a date. The nanpa groups generally wear high fashion with nice suits, expensive shoes, and extravagant hairstyles. Because of their style of dress, nanpa boys are occasionally misinterpreted by foreigners as employees of host clubs who also roam such areas speaking with various women. Yeah, like, it's... <laughs> So basically, this would be an English version of the test would be would be going, you know, one day John was like bored and he was like, I'm going to go see if I can get a girl to sleep with Hit me. Hit up some girls. And just walks out onto the street and starts going, hey, hey, beautiful, why don't you smile more? <laughs> Any girl yeah, would do uh, <laughs> I'm Why was go ahead this and never say this. my English test? Why was this never my English test? Also, look, I'm pretty sure this English test... I'm pretty sure this English test was not meant to ever be seen. No. It's amazing. Are you kidding? Yeah, Devin just pointed out that Usagi drew a little rabbit at the end of her name when she signed it. A winking rabbit with a little heart coming from his head. Like, she signs her name and draws a little winking heart rabbit. 
This is yeah, great. Uh, I totally need just to just a screen. In case you in case you missed it, um, Kunihiko Ikuhara was a director on many episodes of Sailor Moon. Oh no! <laughs> so I feel like this is like slipped in there as a joke about Ikuhara uh, having a, an ill-fated attempt at seduction. We should absolutely move on. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is amazing. Are you kidding? Uh, I do love that uh, Haruna who is making some bad tests, uh, wrote, I'm begging you study harder. That is a great note to get on a test. Yeah. Yeah. For the love of God. <clears throat> well, she got a five. A five <laughs> out of a hundred. So then she's sadly walking past a kook machine. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see the kook machine. It's a coke machine, except it has two O's. <laughs> so clearly it's not coke, it's kook. <laughs> it's kook. <laughs> go, go get me a nice can of kook. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that made me very happy. Um, or Melvin, cook. I guess Melvin you could is pronounce like, it cook. Did you see how Melvin looks like completely flabbergasted by the test? So she's sadly walking, uh, lamenting her test, not even drinking a kook. Um, <laughs> and she it starts going, oh, my God, this is so awful. I, I don't want anybody to know about this. I especially don't want Ray to know about this. Because Ray's a bitch. Because Ray's a bitch, and she will say something really mean. Uh, that's what she all, and she always shows up when something mean is happening. She's got bitch dark. <laughs> so uh, they, but coincidentally, Ray is also walking, sadly thinking about them all dying. So they're both walking with their heads down, and they collide forehead first into each other, like people do, pretty humorously, and it hurts. And uh, so then they have to, they go and they rinse their foreheads. <laughs> Had an upside down spigot in the park, which I was like, oh, okay, if that's the thing you do. Uh, yeah, Ray, is, uh, Ray starts to be mean to her, but then she doesn't. She, she says, but you've got lots of other good points besides studying. Or, as they say in the Cloverway dub, you're the bomb with lots of other good qualities. That's pretty good. Uh, then, then we get like a scene where Ray is like really introspective. And she says, what are your dreams for the future? Which, again, is a very normal question, but not to someone who just got back from the fucking future. Yeah. <laughs> she knows she's going to be queer in the universe. Yeah, that's what like, well, yeah. I figure about a thousand years from now I'll have a daughter. <laughs> and uh, she'll go back in time. I'll be asleep for a while. Yeah, I guess I'm uh, going, my dream of the future is to live in a crystal palace and have absolute dominion over the living and the dead. <laughs> Mine too. But and but but you're right and like Ray again Ray knows that I mean I guess a lot can happen in a thousand years she could have done a lot of things but she knows a thousand years from now she's going to be standing around a fucking crystal shooting her energy into the air for a while so she probably has responsibilities and yet she's like what I'd like to do is become a singer songwriter and a model and a voice actress and a voice actress <laughs> and um, embarrassing girl stuff and and then she blushes and she's like what what and she's like oh i'm gonna marry my husband ha <laughs> ha but i don't want to talk about it or let me yeah the just... the raise in love with memory plot needs to just die no no wait wait, wait you you think she's still being in love with memora because i didn't Did, get that impression didn't at she all. say something about usagi being married to the men she loves or was that her talking about how she's one day going to be married yes. to the men she loves right oh, okay right, right sorry right. i misread like, that the embarrassed thing is she's like, I'm going to marry the man I love. <laughs> and they're like, she's like, yeah, of course. And then she does then go, I guess you're going to marry Mamoru. But I think that's just because then that's the man you love. Like, I don't think, I mean, if, if she's talking about any person we know, it would have to be Chad at this point. Oh, Chad. And Chad sitting in a tree. And she thwaps the heck out of uh, Usagi there when she she's does. embarrassed. Oh, I guess, I guess, I guess. turns into an evil monster. Or it's a tree that he has to swing through and then slam into. Uh, I'm sure there are, and I'm sure we have our listeners who would say she was embarrassed because she didn't want to say uh, that she wanted to marry Mina. Hey. I don't know why. Because Yusagi yeah. doesn't understand that sort of thing. Besides, yet. it's like 1994. No one's cool yet. <laughs> uh, so Ray goes home and does some. Uh, some... Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. R Ray, uh, after slamming into Yusagi. After slamming into Yusagi, says, you were standing there like a log. <laughs> Which I was like, is that how that works? Okay. I don't think that's the right thing. I don't I think thought... logs stand. Yeah, they sort of think they're lazy, man. They they lie down. Uh, so there you are. So the, uh, the egg is flying over town and just kind of goes, I'll pick somewhere completely at random based on nothing. 
Ooh, just any old place. How about that Shinto temple there? Sounds good. How about the Kawa Shrine? Probably not any quarter monsters down there, but I'll just look and see, just to be sure. And so it impregnates a tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh huh. And life, biology is a miracle, guys. Like, nature is so beautiful. We're going to say life finds a way. <laughs> oh, that's not the Luna. Was that Luna? That's our cat. <laughs> that's Scape yelling at us. That's the Scape puppet. Yeah, escape, escape is very annoying sometimes. That cat sounds 100% fake. I don't know if you know that. No, that is a real cat That's yelling at us. Man. No, I know it's real. I believe you. It just sounds 100% fake. He's very angry. Uh, I don't know if that's true. So anyway, uh, Ray is running home at the same time as the tree's getting uh, impregnated. And uh, cut to Yusagi sitting on a, 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 a stairway in public going like, oh, man, this is so depressing. Oh, because the other really mean thing that Ray says to... Usagi is Memoru would be really embarrassed of you if she saw that test. And so Usagi is sitting there going, oh, man, she's right. My future husband would be really ashamed of me uh, if he saw my literal future husband, my husband, who is my husband in the future. Yes. Yes. Uh, That we've been to. <laughs> yes, and he must be embarrassed in that future. <laughs> but he seems to get over it, right? Well, Because he he literally walks up behind her angles his head over so that she's going she goes if he ever saw this test score and he goes that's terrible and he goes is what he would say oh and and uh, and then he's like wow you're doing bad and she's like oh it's okay i'm gonna study i'm gonna study really hard and he goes that's a really good idea and i'll do my part by not taking you on any dates (laughs) all right i i did actually like this scene i thought this was kind of a cute scene because it does show, like, the first interaction between uh, Mamoru and Usagi on the show, as you may remember, is Usagi having her really terrible test score, which was a 30, and uh, throwing it over her shoulder and, and bopping Mamoru on the head. And then Mamoru going, 30? What are you, some kind of fucking idiot? You stupid piece of shit. Uh, no idea. Which is kind of a bad introduction to the miracle romance. Uh, but I like this one he's just like, wow, that is not a good score. Like, he has he has evolved a little bit. How come he doesn't offer to help her? Like, why doesn't he tutor her? Maybe he doesn't speak English. What? They all learned English in school. Maybe he's not good at it. Maybe he's still not like a good boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yes, I think that's what I was getting at. Or maybe he's just like, I mean, I'd help you, but Amy is smarter than I am. So (laughs) if Amy Amy can't help you, no one. That's true. (laughs) If Amy can't help you, you're screwed. There's nothing for you. Uh, so meanwhile, Ray is in her temple going, I have to, you know, meditate on my, uh, my vision. She's doing, uh, you know, some, uh, fire reading about it. Oh, uh, like she gets a little freaked out and then she's like, well, I better go outside and look at a tree for a little bit. <laughs> just, 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 you know, step on outside, look at a tree, make sure everything is super cool with the trees. Oh, that's uh, not she, true. She, she, actually goes, she goes to 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 tie a prayer to the tree. Oh, that's true. She yes. does. She 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 goes to do a, a tree specific action, and then the tree turns into a lady, a tree lady. And you know how you know it's a lady. We'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it in a second. Okay. So no, but it does turn into a lady, uh, like fully clothed, like a tree grows clothes, which is pretty funny. Yeah, uh, and. I actually like. I love the monsters of the week. I like. I know that people like Sailor Moon for the overarching story, and that's great. I love the monsters of the week. That is what I am here for, and I love the design of this monster, uh, whose name I believe is Mikuji, because uh, she's got like the big yes. like uh, prayer thing as her hair with t- the two big bells on it. Yes, she's a prayer uh, rope. Yeah, she's really fun. It's so cool. Yeah, she's a really, really fun design. And she has, like, really cool powers, too. Because she can, like, uh, grab you and, like, stick you to a wall and then her hands break off and then her hands regrow. It's, like, it's really neat. Because her hands turn to stone, which is not a thing a tree does. (laughs) But okay. Petrified trees, Jordan. What happens? Okay, all right, yeah. She rages her hands really quickly and then leaves them there petrified. Yeah, so uh, she attacks Ray. Uh, she flies in a really weird way where she kind of like squats in midair and just kind of like zooms around like she's on an invisible motorcycle. Yes. And so she and she immediately nails her to the wall with her hands. And um, I think later on in the episode, they say like she's like next level, like powerful. Yeah. 
So, so she, cause she immediately like just wipes the floor with Ray. I mean, she doesn't hurt her, but she just, she pins her to the wall and is like done. Then we come to the part of her, uh, needing to pull out Ray's pure heart. Yeah. So, uh, she like, I don't think we need to really talk about this cause this is totally normal. She just uses her <laughs> laser cleavage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you, just, you know how like when you, when you just like kind of open your shirt up a little bit and laser beams shoot out of your cleavage, like that's, that's all that happens. Well, and you say a little bit. You mean like Superman, <laughs> Superman style, like tearing your shirt open <laughs> to show your boobs. <laughs> it's it's not boobs. all yeah. the way. <laughs> no, you're right. Not full frontal, but like three quarters frontal. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> she tears her shirt open and shoots a beam of dark energy out of her Leave chest uh, that starts sucking out uh, Ray's pure heart. Meanwhile, Usagi's walking down the street, uh, talking about how much she'd rather be dating Mamoru. Uh, and Luna, <laughs> Luna, uh, Luna snicks at her. Luna <laughs> jumps on her head and is like, if you try to go on dates instead, I will fucking cut you. <laughs> yeah, she says, you're going to get this and like pops her claws. It's like, it's raw. I love it. <laughs> it was pretty great. Pretty great. So then she gets up to the top of the temple and she goes, hmm, uh, I hear a scream. What's going on? Runs up, sees Ray getting heart drained, whatever you want to call it. Heart attack. That's well, what she's getting it. she's getting zapped with the laser cleavage in order to pull a crystal out of her heart. Yeah. Uh, now, Devin, you're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What sort of what sort of medical examination? Like, like, would a person be able to have a crystal in their heart for 14 <laughs> years and not know about it? Uh, well, uh, I would think probably not. Um, I would question how it got there in the first place and how it sort of, you know, interacts with the normal hemodynamics of the heart and vascular system. Uh, no, you know no, I don't is? think so. No, the problem is you, your patients don't have pure hearts. <laughs> we are not trash talking my patients on this show. Uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. Oh. None of that. I got good patients. Now, Devin, are you are you familiar with like quarter monster biology? Yeah. Like, if a person's grandfather also had a crystal inside him, that's true. Because that's he something that's, does. that can be passed down. Uh, well, there, you know, there are there are of course genetic things, uh, genetic cardiac anomalies that that can be passed down from one generation to another. I've not personally had crystal in heart. Well, you know, maybe like faulty valves or something. Well, but. we'll have to see. We'll have to see if this if this only is true for people who are quarter monster going forward. I, I don't want to spoil it for Chris. I mean, if what? you had if if you had if you had crystals in there, laser treatments might be good for shattering it and breaking it <laughs> apart. I'm not sure how that would work for sucking it through your flesh into uh, into open air. But uh, you know, laser treatments are getting better all the time. What I'm hearing is that this show is 100% scientifically and medically accurate. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like we're still watching episodes of House. Which is also 100% scientifically and medically accurate. That's why I said, ow, because she is hitting me right now. Bad, Jordan. <laughs> anyway. Do not get me started on House. Uh, so, Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon. Because that's what you do when there's a monster. And she thinks, this will solve this problem. Uh, I solve it all the time. Uh, and the monster is like, hey... Sailor Moon, what the? And she's like, I will never forgive you. Sailor Moon picks up that this is a pure heart thing right away. She's immediately like, I will, I will punish you for for doing this pure heart situation. Yeah, but that's what she. To be fair, that is what she always says. Yeah, I guess that's true. Now, uh, here's 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 my second episode in a row where I get to say fortune telling is bullshit. Oh my <laughs> because, god! Because uh, the monster gives everyone the same fortune. <laughs> Jordan! Jordan! You're going to have really bad fortune. Jordan! That's all. That's the only fortune she ever sees. Uh, (laughs) That's not. It's not. It's not the only fortune she ever gets. You're right. She has extremely bad luck. And then later she says bad luck. Uh, Not extremely bad. Just regular bad. And then then right when she is about to die at the end of the episode, she says good luck. Yes. I'm assuming she's just wishing them good luck, though. Anyway, so she she grabs Sailor Moon with her rope hair. And uh, slams her into the ground. And um, and then the other scouts show up and they're like, oh, we better get in on this. But as they tr- begin to transform, their fortune also says extremely bad luck. They get tied to trees by uh, 
like those wishing sticks they have, you know, or those fortune telling sticks. Now, Jordan, would you say like, do you think that's like a good thing then that they that all the other scouts get like tied up? What? Why? Because because you don't like you wouldn't you don't think that's an accurate fortune, right? Like that it would be bad luck. Like it would have to be good luck. Right, because you don't like because fortune's bull- fortune telling is bullshit, right? I'm totally good. I don't, don't understand what you're saying. Fortune telling is bullshit. I, I will I agree don't know, with that man. part. It is some pretty bad luck to get your ass tied to a tree. Of course it yeah, is. I mean, no, no, according to Jordan, though, it's good luck because no, if it no. was bad luck, then this fortune would be accurate, right? No, but Chris, it's not fortune telling for me to say, "Oh, guess what? Someone's gonna slap your face and then slap your face." <laughs> I don't know. That's not like fortune. very accurate fortune telling. <laughs> yeah. <there. laughs> Yeah, that's spooky. That's like dead on. All right. Well, great. So Sailor Moon (laughs) is struggling to her feet. Uh, Guess what? Rose to the hair. Yeah, like rose to the hair and it sticks in the hair like it is a decoration. Yes, he's being nice. Oh, I know, but (laughs) I cannot cannot get over whatever platform in the middle of the cherry trees that he is standing on right now. He's standing in a tree. I cannot get over how he just whoop, like pokes up out of the top of a tree. And there he is. Again, how long do you think it took him to just climb up there? <laughs> yeah. Didn't he tell to that? Him? Like while his future wife was just being thrashed around by this monster. He like, rode a magic motorcycle up branches there. too. Like he really went all the way. He, he didn't go midway, man. He went to the tippy top. How is he doing that? The toppermost or the poppermost? That's, the, not a, um, that's not a thing people say. In the height of spring, you're a scoundrel who brought stormy weather to a pleasant sunny day, he says. Way <laughs> with you. Line. Um, line. So she pulls out the rose and... Uh, and threatens and he's to tell like, his fortune. Now, uh, you know, do that thing you do every episode where you blast her and kill her. And so Sailor Moon does. And the episode ends. The end, right? No. Wait, what? I stopped watching there. Oh, that's like you didn't miss much. <laughs> no, uh, Sailor Moon uses Moon Halation, uh, but the uh, monster uh, just uh, knocks it aside as though it were a child's toy. Available now. <laughs> Available now. Uh oh, but now, like your your Moon Scepters, those are bullshit now, kids. So get ready to buy some new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the great part. Oh, by the way, so then they have this amazing uh, shocked shot where they 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 have all the everybody's face shocked, huh, 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 appearing one by one on the screen. Except they show Artemis's butt. Well, his butt does look pretty shocked to be to be honest. It's like every character gasping, and then Artemis and then his really butt is. is gasping. What is the problem? <laughs> It is a tight close-up on everybody's face, except Artemis is shot from behind for some reason. <laughs> uh, then we get, like, a really, really cool scene where the monster, like, who has turned her hands into the into stone and then regrows, regrown them, uh, like, flies at Sailor Moon and pins her to a tree and then bites down on uh, the silver crystal uh, yeah. on her to her brooch. And then her face turns to stone and pops off. And the she goes and reforms her face and hands and feet. And it's actually, like, really cool. Uh, and the, the silver crystal, like, falls to the ground. And Sailor Moon reverse transforms. Yeah. Instead of getting back into her civilian outfit, it turns back into, like, her Sailor Scout outfit turns back into the pink ribbons that, it's, that it turns into in the uh, transformation sequence, and then turns back into her normal clothes, which is a really, really cool effect. I don't think we've seen that before. Like, we've um, seen... Uh, nobody's ever no, I think clawed she, the crystal off her. I think form. she did one time before detransform. I think we've seen similar effects, but I don't think we've ever seen her, like, actually detransform in that way, which is really, really cool, I thought. It was, it was great. It was great. It was really cool. So Usagi is now turned back into Usagi and pinned to a tree with no ability to transform. Then, just to make sure that no one can stop her, she then also ties up a tuxedo mask who falls off a wall. Hilariously. Just like <laughs> Pratt falls completely off that wall. Um, one thing that's kind of cool, a lot of the stuff, uh, a lot of her like accoutrements, including maybe her hair, the monster, are made out of wood and have like a wood pattern on them like a grain yeah the wood grain including her shoes she's wearing wooden high heels which is pretty she's got like a belt and bracelets and uh anklets and shoes it's like i really like her design i think wooden and high heels would be the most uncomfortable high heels probably right oh and then so then the cats are like all right 
it's time for us to get serious. Let's take care of this. And of yeah, course, she's time for the cats to get involved, yo. <laughs> she smacks the Pull out that crap out of it. Secret weapon. They both slam into trees in very painful ways. So then she goes, Let me show you my boobs again. And <laughs> she whips them out and starts blasting Ray one more time. And uh, guess what? She successfully yanks out Ray's heart in a not bloody way. Not quite like Temple of Doom style, but like a crystal comes out of her heart. And just kind of hovers there. Yeah. And Ray is dying, I guess? I guess. I mean, what happens if you take out the essence of someone's heart, but not physically their physical heart? I mean, you know, if we're going to just shift this over to Western modes, they just pulled her soul out, right? I mean, that's... they. Yeah, basically. She pulled the soul out of her body, and she's dead. Yeah. So that's where I, the episode I, ends, like and you, Ray is like dead. Like you said, very serious black. Yeah, serious black from uh, Harry Potter 3. And that's the end. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, Sailor Moon end? is like, <laughs> it's not the end. Sailor Moon is like struggling to get away from the tree. She can't get it. Everybody's trapped. And then the fucking earth opens up, and uh, the monster is cast into hell. Don't worry. There's water to put the fire of hell out. Yeah. This shit's raw. Like, there's an earthquake, the ground splits open, a tidal wave Not comes me. around. Although none of them, like, they all are kind of happen metaphorically. Like, they don't what? seem to really, well, because we just saw the, the earth sh- rip open and we saw a tidal wave, but then we cut back to the monster just kind of standing there staggered. And then, yes, she dies. But the earth didn't, I don't think the earth really got torn open, uh, and I don't think a tidal wave really got there. Turns into a tree. Again, she does turn back into and then it expels the little yes, egg. All of that happens. I'm just saying I don't think the, the earth really opened and a tidal wave happened. I think it was metaphoric earth opening and metaphoric. It's it's difficult to tell what actually happens. Uh but then what we see is uh up in the trees we see the <laughs> shadowy sorry. figures. No, we were laughing uh, because because okay, before you see the shadowy figures, the, the 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 egg gets spit out of the tree and it cracks open and a monster comes out and then everybody is okay and they have this montage of like they're okay, Zagi's okay and then you just see Tuxedo Mask's head go like whoop. Yeah, not animated, like literally they just drew Tuxedo Mask and then moved it like moved the paper around <laughs> behind the, uh, the camera. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah, because nobody cares. <laughs> no one cares about you, memory. And then Ray falls over dead. Um, and so, and they keep saying to her, "Pull yourself together, Ray." Yeah, pull yourself. <laughs> like I this know is someone her fault. Just suck your soul out of your chest, but pull that, get that shit together. Pull, pull yourself it, together. together. Now, together. Devin, in your medical opinion, do you like need a heart? <laughs> is that like a necessary thing? Like your physical heart or your metaphoric metaphoric heart? heart? I would say physically, yes. You you need your heart. Yeah, uh, um, you know how I know for this you know little how I know. Christmas tree ornament that they seem to have pulled out of her chest. I don't know. You know how I know that you scientifically need a heart to live is that in in Star Star Wars Episode Three, she dies of a broken heart. Jordan. So anyway, we cut to a uh, shadowy figure in the trees, a pair of shadowy figures, uh, which are like I, I don't know this yet, but it's Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus. Yeah. And uh, uh, they're like, oh, this is a waste of our time. Which is such a weird thing we to say. We save these people for no goddamn reason whatsoever. And then her heart was too small to throw it back. It was too small. No good. Throw it back. And they're uh, all just, so... I'm also weirded out at the scouts' reaction to this, too, because. They're sitting around their, like, dead-slash-dying-slash-dead friend, whatever. And this, like, again, like she said, a Christmas ornament, like, just flies up slowly and sits over her for a minute and then goes into her body. And they're just like, huh, we'll just let this happen. Like, (laughs) this, it can't be worse than her being already dead, I guess. So whatever it is, let's just let go with it. Yeah, and then, like, uh, it it goes back in and they literally just go, raise back to normal. (laughs) Yay. So maybe not the best episode structure, but you know, she close enough. Together. Well, she then Yusagi cries about it, uh, and we get to make fun of her for crying uh, over her out friend. of relief over her friend not being dead. See, that's not a that's not a purple Luna. That's a gray Luna. That's purple. No, that's gray. Come on, gray. Get your retinas checked. Anyway, <laughs> hi. So uh, we get one last uh, little uh, bit from uh dr tomo and kaolinite and uh just going like uh oh 
they're sailor scouts. We get we're into a little resistance we didn't expect. And I was like, yeah, do people not re- like remember there were sailor scouts anymore? Like, you remember how there was a giant crystal in the middle of town like last week? Como wasn't in town at the time. Yeah, they weren't covered. I mean, a lot of, this is the thing is I think most of the time the scouts aren't covered on the news. And you're right. They did not say Tomo in this. Uh, they did in, like I said, they did in the dub, but they didn't in this version, weirdly. Yeah. So that's it. That is how uh, the first episode of Sailor Moon S ends. Uh, Jordan, yeah. we don't have a Sailor Moon says. We do not. We do what, not. What are we going to do? We're just going to, we have to be the moral, uh, the moral arbiters and we have to really seriously decide what this was about. Uh, okay, I guess we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about what we learned on this episode. Uh, Devin, you are our guest. We will start with you. Well, I guess I learned I have to rethink cardiac anatomy entirely because people have little Christmas tree ornaments in their in their bosoms, and uh, that represents their heart. So I don't know. I don't know. Everything's changed. Everything's different. My life is a sham. Yeah. <laughs> Escape is uh, Escape joining agrees. in. Escape agrees. Um. I learned that if a cat eats your cod row, you can't re-get it. <sighs> Just a heavy sigh. What did you learn, Chris? Oh, geez. I learned that everybody's got a goddamn crystal in them. I mean, I guess it's the same thing. That, <laughs> that, well, that, I, also, uh, I also learned that, that examinations in Japan are way more interesting and fun. And tests in, in English chests in Japan oh, way oh, more fun than I English see. chests in America. I got you. Now I got like, you. Uh, like, does anybody just ever carry around a crystal? Does it have to be embedded in everyone's chest at all times? Is that how crystals work? Yeah. How else do you keep yours safe? Come on. That's what it is. Well, they're, they're never inside. safe. There's always people trying to like <laughs> yank them out. Yes. People only seem to carry crystals inside their body, and that seems dangerous and inefficient. <laughs> that is what I learned. Uh, so yeah, um, thoughts oh, on uh, you know what? The... There's, there's sometimes they break up and turn into kidney stones. Before we we stop, uh, and we, when we're now that we're moving into the final thoughts, there's actually a big thing that we didn't talk about oh. uh, yet, which is this episode of the dub is the first episode of uh, oh my gosh, what's her name? Linda Valentine, I think, or Linda is it Linda Valentine or Valentine? Let me look it up. Um, I think it's Valentine. Linda Valentine. Yes, it's her first episode as Sailor Moon. Terry Hawks is 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 no more. Although I think she comes back for the movies, but um, it's a real bummer for me because I thought Terry Hawks was wonderful. I love Terry Hawks, and Linda Valentine <laughs> sort of sucks. I remember when I was younger. Not that nice. Um, you hated like, it. Sorry. I know, one of the yeah. Well, one of the reasons I never came back and like watched the end of of Sailor Moon is that like when I fi- when these episodes were finally coming on, uh, I I went and and watched one and I just didn't like Sailor Moon's voice anymore. Yeah, uh, and I couldn't divorce it from the ones that I'd seen a million times with Terry Hawks. So like I I'm wondering if like now that I. Like as an adult, as someone who who is slightly more forgiving of change and the concept that things are different sometimes, if I could if I could get back into it, because I also had a similar problem with the Pokemon anime. Okay, I mean, I'll say when I watched it years ago, uh, eventually I got used to her, you know, but on on immediately getting to this episode, it was very jarring uh, again, because obviously, look, obviously on some level, I know that Terry Hawks is doing a funny voice when she when she does Sailor Moon's voice. That's probably not the way she talks every day. <laughs> you know, all that n- nonsense. Um, but Linda Ballantyne, it just sounds more like someone is doing a funny voice. Yeah, I remember that being the thing for me. Like, it, w- it was very like this. Like, it was very kind of clowny. Yes, yes. It uh, just and I remember freaky. not caring for it. So hopefully we'll get over it. But yeah, it's a bummer. We'll miss you, Terry Hawks. And uh, welcome to the show. We'll <laughs> see you at the crossroads. Uh, and, and welcome to, you know what? Like, maybe it is time for a reexamination of Linda Ballantyne. Sure. You could sound a little more excited, Jordan. Let's re-examine it. <laughs> uh, that no, that was worse. That was worse. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so, like, any any other thoughts on the episode? Like I said, I I liked this one. That's I like you know I like the monster of the week stuff. I think the villains are introduced in a pretty compelling way. I have no idea what they're trying to do or why, other than that it's the Holy Grail. Hey, come on, Holy Grail! It'll let you do whatever you want. Yeah, of course. That's what it. Yeah, that's in the Bible. Like I said, straight up biblical. All this. It's medically and biblically accurate, which is that's very rare. 
So now that we've officially pissed off everyone with that <laughs> statement. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm really excited uh, to, to go into S. Uh, and we will continue that in future episodes. Devin, before we let you go, can you let everybody know where they can find you online? Sure. I am on Twitter at Kaylina. C-A-Y-L-I-N-A. I'm on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Uh, also, the show is on Twitter at Sailor Business. You should tweet us your questions for the Twitter questions segment because we, we may have a backlog, but we're going to get to all of them no matter what. Also, our good friend Jake Mason, who produces the show for us and edits it and such, he's on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. He talks on there about lots of things, including his many podcasts like The Morphin Grid and... Uh, Pokemon World, mm, Pokemon World Tour, and Pokemon World Tour United, and the Cool Kids Table. Yeah, you remembered. Good job, Jordan. Yeah, I am. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as the ISB. That's T H E I S B. Uh, I am also the uh, co-writer of a comic that uh, Jordan edits. That's called uh, X Men '92. It's got uh, three more issues after the current one that's on stands now. Uh, before it comes to a slam bang finale at number 10. So definitely check that out and also read some more of the comics Jordan edits. They are uh, all pretty good. Aww. None as good as X-Men 92 though. Just <laughs> heads up for everybody. Uh, remember to email the show. If you have anything to say to us at sailor at gmail.com or uh, tweet at us, uh, interact with us on Twitter at sailor business, especially let us know if you want people to do one episode or two guests in the future. Yeah. Cause we okay. really do uh, want to know what people think about that uh, coming up in future times. That does it for episode 90. We'll be back with sailor moon S episode 91. The rod of love is born. Usagi's new <laughs> transformation. God, why? Uh, until then, <laughs> keep your mind on sailor business. everything. Everyone knows you're the bomb with lots of other good qualities. Uh, did we just lose you, Chris? Uh-oh. Uh, no? no, Aiden walked in oh. with food, and so I was oh, taking okay. a bite of food. <laughs>